Hello, everyone. You're listening to J Movie Talk, episode 258. As I'll be talking the movie, He Got Game. We out the projects, baby. Where we gonna live at, son? Central Park West somewhere? What you gonna buy your mom, son? How much? A big house. It's the will of the man. It ain't the skill of the man. Don't be afraid of nobody. Take it. Take Go it. Go strong, baby. Like nobody's yes. better than you. Do you have a son named Jesus Shuttlesworth? Is your son considered the number one high school prospect in these United States? He's awesome, baby, with a capital N. Governor's made a request that your son seriously consider enrolling in his alma mater, big state. The governor's given me his word. He'll do everything in his power to cut your time here short. The NC2A deadline is one week away. Two parole officers will be assigned to you. Yeah, I guess I better get working then, huh? Hello, son. What did I tell you about letting strangers in the house? He's not a stranger. He's our father. I don't have a father. Look, I need to talk to you. You'll see me around. The man escaped just like Shawshank. Why beat around the bush? We love you. It's $10,000. I don't need that money, Coach. You can look like Buddy Hackett and drive down the street with this and have 40 girls chasing you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want you to go to Big State, son. You find it in your heart to go to Big State, they may let me out on an early parole. I got that, uh... Arthritis thing. My brother's got the same arthritic condition. It's going around here in Coney Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's contagious. But why the hell did you name me Jesus anyway? What type of name is that? Jesus! Jesus! Biblical name. No kidding. I pray that you understand why I pushed you. I was the one who put the ball in your crib. I ain't no baby no more. Dear Lord, deliver Jesus to us. People make mistakes. People veer off the path. So what? God forgives them. When will you? Never. Cool. I bet he can finally beat you. One-on-one. And this will be the most important decision in your life. Don't blow it. And back with me to close out Denzel Month. You've heard him on the last couple of episodes. I'm talking about returning guests co-host of the show one mr jeff from jeff versus the world how you doing sir what's going on doing really good really good i'm glad to be here on the close out of denzel ma it's it's been a pleasure yes i mean we've had fun with this and you know i mean like i told you before you know when i was planning this out like yeah i want to pick some denzel movies but as you notice all of them are different Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. It, it just it, and it's kind of really like showing the versatility of Denzel himself. You definitely got him in uh different seasons, and I think this is the best movie to close it out with. <sighs> Boy, yeah. So we doing 1998's He Got Game, another Spike Lee joint. <laughs> the uh-huh. what the third collaboration between Denzel yes. and Spike Lee. Yes. Well, what, where would you rank this at in the three? Uh, I mean, I think just, Malcolm X is number one, so we ain't got to argue about that. But uh, I mean, well, I, well, I might say I'm about to say something a little controversial. Right. I actually have, I have mixed feelings about Malcolm X the movie. Really? I will. I get okay. The movie is fine, but I'm the performance is what I'm talking. Oh about. no, 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 no. The performance is, is outstanding. But the movie itself, I have mixed feelings about. I, I mean, I, I give, I wholeheartedly give Spike Lee credit for being to this day the only person to make 
a true biopic about Malcolm X. No one else has done that. And I don't think no one else will ever get the opportunity to actually make a full biopic about Malcolm. And we've seen him show up in other movies. Mario Van Peebles played him in Ali. Um, I forget the guy's name here recently that was in uh, the One Night in Miami that uh, Regina King directed. We've seen him show up in movies that, you know, is somewhat about him or he's a part of someone else's life. But Spike is the only one who was able to get a full biopic. So I will always give Spike credit for that. My problem with it is this, that movie is just too damn long. <laughs> it's just too freaking. And I understand it because you got to tell the Malcolm Little story as well as his transformation into Malcolm. I get that, but the movie just feels long, long. It had to be long. It, it, it had to be. It had to be long. It's not a thing of, you know, that's like saying, <laughs> I think saying <laughs> people who enjoy Gandhi. It's fucking long. long. <laughs> we, we, we really we really pushing the buttons here but i get it i get it but it but it feels long too it, 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 it's almost like the um uh, uh the irishman like that's a long movie but it feels long you know what i mean it is it, it's, it's one of those types it just it. it feels long but i think I, I think my thing about the malcolm x movie is that i watched it when i was young and but i appreciate it more as an adult so I don't mind sitting through it and watching it. I just watched it uh, a couple of months ago. Um, it was streaming on something. And I watched it. So, yeah. And I mean, I was I was looking up too that this was the first Spike Lee movie that he did where he's not actually in the movie himself, which is like hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, this, this is his first movie where it's like you know what. I'm not going to have a, a part in it. I'm not going to have a cameo in it. I'm just behind. I'm just behind the lens. On this. I told him, knock that shit off. <laughs> yeah, Sit back this round. Like, man, I'm, I'm, shoot, I'm tired of you showing up, you know, as my as my best friend. And, <laughs> you know, nonsense. I'm out for that. Yeah. So, um, getting to talking about this, this cast real quick. I mean, we got Denzel, of course. We got Ray Allen as Jesus Shuttlesworth. <laughs> we got you are the weakest link. Look, <laughs> no, I'm not. I refuse to. <laughs> and you know, I used to be nice about Ray Allen's performance, and you know, I used to be kind. I, over the years, and it must have been a while since I haven't seen this movie in a while. He's the weakest link, and I mean, he. I mean, he's supposed to be right because he's not an actor. I get yeah, that. Yeah. But when you get all these like bombers, these 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 actors and actresses that just bringing it and him there, it's kind of like I, I want to like Jesus Shuttlesworth. I want to like him so bad. Like if somebody else was playing him, I probably would like him. And I'm okay. just looking. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so since we okay, so we we talking about Jesus, um, just okay, some of the other basketball player names that was thrown out the phone. I mean, we had Kobe was actually supposed to play Jesus, but he was like, "Nah, man, look, I'm I'm 
I stunk up the joint in that playoff series against Utah, shooting them air balls. I need to get better in the offseason, so I can't do it. Then you got Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, who were considered, but it was like, man, I ain't auditioning. So they didn't get it. So it basically like fell to reality. So of those other three, like just knowing like how they personalities was not from an acting standpoint, but just from their personality, who do you think would have been the better suited to play Jesus? I mean, everybody's a bad choice, right? As far as the basketball players, but if I had to guess who I think could have brought what they needed for the performance, I mean, I guess Kobe. Kobe still had a young, young face. You could sort of kind of buy it. So yeah, I guess I go. I guess I could go with Kobe. I couldn't. I can't see Allen Iverson. Yeah, just I don't see them. Like I don't see that happening. <laughs> like because you got to put them on screen. That's the whole thing. It is like, nah, you look too old. You definitely look too old. But think about it. Okay, this is ninety eight. So. Okay. Iris, Iris, go back and look at the Iris in '98. Google it right now. And look at Iris in '98. I mean, he still looked like a little boy in '98, though. He did. Uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't buy it. And maybe that's because I'm a thinking this Allen <laughs> Iverson. And but you know, Ray Allen had that. I'm a star, but I'm not a superstar. Yeah. So it it could kind of you know it could kind of float. Yeah. So it it, it would have been interesting if they would have like went like okay, let's get an actor who might have some basketball talent, but that would have been kind of hard to find too, especially around that time. So, I mean, I mean, I get why they, you know, the choice was let's get a real basketball player. I just think with time, his performances is just, you know, it's, you know, it was a thing that stuck out initially watching the movie. Especially some of those scenes he had to like, okay, like the back and forth with him and Jake. Or you know, some of the stuff with him and Lala, you know, and all that. If it was a different, like if it was an actor, the emotion, I think, like you said, right. dude, it, it would have came out better. His emoting was horrible. I think the one, oh, maybe it might be two scenes, but the scenes I really enjoyed were most was him and Jake, where they were basically, you know, he was angry and he was talking with anger. Uh, like when you going back, the first time they talked. And then uh, the last time they played the game, like those two scenes I bought. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we can talk about that last scene for a second because you know that that scene was actually improv- like improvised. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was, <laughs> and it was really playing too. I heard about that. Because Rayleigh got pissed at Dizzy's score. Yeah. <laughs> he said, what the fuck? Like, wait a minute. Yeah, you might be Dizzy. I that lucky shit. <laughs> yeah. You might be Dizzy. You might be a big man in, in the acting world, but look, we on the basketball court. This is my game. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I started to wonder like was Disney really tired? Because <laughs> he was like you like you tired. <laughs> Shoot. Disney, and, let's see, ninety eight. Dizel is what? Um, either pushing forty or in his forties at that time. So he probably. I mean that damn basketball fit that he had was like, bro. He old school. <laughs> Man, look. I don't care how old school. Who the hell is walking around like that? All I know, he was giving Jesus buckets. 
Yeah, yeah, in the beginning, but in the end, he was, I, well, I'm teaching. Are you tired? No, I'm teaching. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, he was, he was tired. Yeah, he tired. He definitely was teaching. But um, we got Rosario Dawson, which is still crazy because she was just 18 in this movie. Right? And when I, when I saw that last time, I was like, damn, I never realized that. Yeah, because I mean, well, her first movie was that damn movie, Kids. Kids, yeah, I ruined that. And that movie's like, that's a movie I would never do. Never do. Oh well, I, I we both agree on that. That movie is filthy, <laughs> just because. But yeah, I mean, this was like her what, what second or third movie? I think you couldn't tell. No, because I mean, she played a she played a filthy character. When you really think about uh, it, was it really a filthy character, or was it a, a character just basically was out there trying to get hers? She was filthy. She running around with this DeAndre. Oh, this is my big brother. Oh, he's a good brother. The fuck is he? In? Why y'all in the bed together? What the fuck is going on? We talking about Big Brother Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big, yeah, big brother. Iron Man. Oh, shit. Yeah, this was yeah, this was her third movie. Yeah, yeah, this was her third movie. But you couldn't tell it if you seen like if somebody asked me, you know, if I never look up, if you didn't tell me, I was like, I don't know. It's a fifth, sixth. I wouldn't know. And I mean, and, and look at the career she went on to have. And, yeah. I mean, you can you can see why. Yeah, outstanding actress. Yes, one of my favorites. One, I mean, I always tell everybody, uh, she's one of the main reasons to watch Sin City. But um, mm-hmm. we you heard the review of that, so you know what time it is. But we're not here to talk about that. Yeah. Um, because that, that that could turn to a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> but then you get. Like after them, you basically get like a bunch of um spitely regulars that just show up mm-hmm. in this movie. I mean, it's a it's a who's who really that show up. Um hey, Bill Nunn, rest in peace. Thomas Jefferson Bird as sweetness, <laughs> rest in peace. Uh, Roger Smith. I mean, we see him in a you know a lot of Spike Lee movies. John Turturro is Coach Billy Sunday, looking like I got on my knees and I prayed. <laughs> you know what? It makes me wonder because I look. I haven't watched uh, Adam Sandler's new movie Hustle, but I feel like Adam Sandler watched <laughs> John Turturro and this. So you know what? I'm a I'm a baseball look around him. Boy, maybe yeah. Shout out to Rick Fox being filthy. Oh, oh my. Chick, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Rick Fox was damn, goddamn scumbag. <laughs> that man wanted Jesus to go to school with him. You know what? You know what? Rick Fox. Ca- okay, before we get to talk about this movie, too, I'm glad you brought up about Rick. Rick Fox's character in this movie is basically like them overtly horny dudes on Twitter when it comes to like the key to lions and people like that. That is who Rick Fox. That's who Rick Fox is. Yeah, you're right about that. Because he was on it. I love the sisters, but they make you work too hard. Like, damn, bro. Hey, you call that girl up, man. Say, girl, get on here, let me spank you. She'd be over there babbing on the door. What? Like, wait a minute. God. Oh, but anyway, all right. So, but yeah, I mean, this cast is that. And like, and I mean, I'm 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 giving you a hard time about the whole Ray Allen thing. But yes, surrounded by this particular cast. Yeah, he is like he sticks yeah. out. Like, so, like, yeah. Look, if this was uh if this is Ray Allen and Peyton Full, bro, mm. I'm right. Like, I'm okay. All right, I get it. But it ain't. It's him with 
Spike Lee veterans. Yes. I mean, veterans in the game of acting, acting. So it's just like he sticks out like a sore thumb. And I just see, you know, progress in 2022. It just really sticks out, man. Because it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. he did this in 1998. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the movie is still a solid movie. But you just, you know, it's just his performance that, you know, sticks out. But to his credit, he's a basketball player. So yeah. I'm not going to beat him down. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what he was. That's what he was really here for. For the basketball stuff. Um, uh, Question. Did you see this at the movie theater? I actually did. I did, too. <laughs> actually did. I remember I, it was a, I actually went on that. I think I went on a date with for this. This I, this was Elsie. This was actually the first Spike Lee movie I saw at the movie theater, and I saw it with my mom. Cause I mean, ninety eight, ninety eight. I'm in, I'm, I'm in middle school. So yeah, <laughs> uh, ninety. I was out of high school. Yeah, I was out of high school. I just got out of high school. So yeah, I remember it was a date, late night date. Uh oh. So <laughs> with, 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 with that damn. Uh, when the damn uh, dorm room scene came along, that's how I was looking after the night. That's how I was looking, smiling, just like he was. <laughs> well, I was sitting in the booth that. Wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm sure that was very uncomfortable being with your mother. Well, I mean, look, I, I, well, I've told this story on the podcast. I don't know if I told you, but the very first first movie I ever saw at the movie theater was Basic Instinct oh, with wow. my mother. So, oh. Yeah, so yeah, by the time we get the he got gay, that ain't that's tame. Yeah, kind of. Um, so the movie opens up with a big <laughs> montage. Uh, <laughs> it the longest montage ever. I just wanted it to stop. I had to afford it. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. It was a big ass montage of people playing around the country. Like, okay, you set you basically you setting up to see like, okay, this is what we did. Because I mean, it's a sports movie. I mean, it's a drama, but it's still it's a sports. Yeah, movie. I yeah. got. I understood it, but you Spike know, Spike in his bag is like, all right, it's yeah. gonna be kind of long. So he doing too much. So we get all that, and then we are introduced to good old Jake Shuttlesworth, Atticus. Um, <laughs> Basketball legend <laughs> shooting shots with them damn braids and everything. And this, I don't know if that's this a real shot or if that's just some like okay, well he's supposed to be old school, so we are gonna have him with this like Earl Monroe <laughs> shot. Yeah, I feel like that's his shot. <laughs> but he was out there. He was, but I mean, he, but he was looking good though. And I like the parallel when they cut between him in the prison yard and then it cuts to jesus on the uh, street court and just kind of like the little parallel of the two and i don't know about you but it just kind of gave me the sense of like under different circumstances both of their roles could be reversed uh most definitely yeah i thought that um that was kind of beautiful you know even though they 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 are so different they're so much you know miles and space between them you know what i mean mm-hmm. they still pretty much you know doing the same thing like for different for various reasons you know basically jake is you know keeping his mind together just you know that's what he loved to do is basketball i guess he loved the game mm-hmm. and jesus is out here trying to you know keep going and trying to pursue his dream and you know 
take care of his sister. So he's, you know, playing basketball on his game. So, dog on prison guard. Shuttlesworth, guards wants to see, more than wants to see you. Boy, what's this all about? Uh-oh. So he go walking in, sit down. He got goddamn Ned Beatty. That's damn warden. Anytime Ned Beatty in the movie, you know he up to no good. Let's just say that. Well, except for deliverance. I mean, no good got done to him, but <laughs> but and I mean he went he went too bad in life, you know. As, as oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was the other asshole that was that was the real problem, but uh, but I mean he's the one, and this might be the most insane thing yes. that you ever hear. Yes, where <laughs> the governor, yes. the governor wants Jake to try to persuade his son Jesus, who's looked at as the number one prospect coming out of high school, going to college. Persuade him to go to the fictional big state because that is the governor's alma mater. Yep. And if you do this, we can reduce your sentence. Why can't you just get me the fuck out of here? <laughs> right? Like, I've been here for five and a half years. Cut me loose, like, damn it. If you're the governor, ain't nothing but a phone call and uh, some papers. What are we doing? Especially, especially when we find out later, like, like how he why he is in prison and when you really think about it it was an accident yeah so, it was an accident he was drunk and yeah it was an accident yeah it wasn't it wasn't no malicious it just like he drunk belligerent he but this is, the whole, this is yeah. the whole thing you know from myself to you know with jay we don't condone and touching women and oh, no. <laughs> it didn't physical harm what he was doing because he was shaking her but then he like kind of tossed her Yes, and she hit her head on the counter, and that was it. So, well, I'm pretty sure if he, you know, he wasn't if he wasn't drunk and all angry. Yeah, he would. I don't think he would have did it, but it was more like anger and alcohol and a lot of you know messed up combinations that stuff can happen. So you always got to be caught with Larry or that stuff like that. So, yeah. So that is the whole. That is basically like that's the plot of the movie. Jake is going to be a. He's like, well, I can't do nothing in here. Like, you know, that, you know, that can't be done like over a phone call. So this whole thing of, okay, we're going to get you. We're going to let you out for a week. You got seven days mm-hmm. to talk to your son, convince him to sign this letter of intent to go to Big State University. And how do they get him out of prison? <laughs> they, they spike his food <laughs> food poisoning so he has to get quarantined away from the other uh, inmates so after he's get quarantined he by himself they can slide him out of there and it makes you wonder like do they do shit like this made me wonder, <laughs> wonder. <laughs> like, do they I'm do- like bro what, what, where did Spike get this from like like, did you get this from reading something or did you find out this happened to somebody but it's one of the wildest like Story, you know, just to follow a storyline for a movie. The main goal, the main thing of the movie is, yeah, you got to recruit your, you got to recruit your son to the governor's school. Just like, what? The, it's like, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, that's how. I'm pretty sure Jake Myers like, yeah, that's how easier said than done because that motherfucker don't want to talk to me. <laughs> but all right, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I, 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 he was thinking at that point a seven day pass. Yeah, all right. 
Yeah. If he do it, he do it. He don't, he don't. But I get out for seven days. Shit, I've been in here for five and a half years. Shit, right? So he he's out. He's in the back of the in the back seat of this damn car. We meet Credup, who's this white guy, and then we meet probably the angriest <laughs> black man in the world, played by name. Jim Brown. But you'll like him. He's black. <laughs> All right. Why is Jim Brown so angry? Wait, man, you know what? I can feel myself being Jim Brown 10 years from now. I ain't mad at him. He won't fucking around with Jay Gass. Just Look, grew up. Man. Let us know. You get in the car. I mean, man, credit's going to make you lick it all drop. Every nasty drop. But that man was just, he was just angry. But Jim, I don't think Jim Brown truly gets the credit he deserves as an actor because he, he's been in some movies where he's like, damn, yeah, Jim Brown can actually act. But, yeah, no doubt. But this shit is insane. Just them driving him you know, to Brooklyn and then they take him to probably like the most grimiest part of the town. Right there, Coney Island, yeah. Like, him right out there. Like, wait a minute. Like, y'all take him to this seedy ass motel with prostitutes and, and, and pimps and everything is it like really so y'all just basically y'all putting him in temptation to, to try to get him to fuck up basically what temptation you got all he's gonna do is probably you know dakota <laughs> i mean this man said no she ain't no hoe i was like bruh uh, <laughs> um yes she is <laughs> yeah, yeah, i mean she got a pimp named sweetness right oh. I mean, all right, but whatever. <laughs> so, but all jokes aside, I think he was basically saying, you know, I got to know Dakota the woman. I, you know, what she does for her job is just what she do yeah. to get by. But I got to know, I got to know the actual woman. So I, I did dig that aspect of the movie, and I was like, you know what, Spike, mm, you moved up one notch, but I still remember school days. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But but Spike was still in his filthy bag with this because I mean this is coming after Girl Six and around the time of Summer of Sam, so Spike is in his filthy bag. That's what I call. I know you know I never seen Girl Six. I've seen like bits and pieces, but I never seen the whole movie. You you should watch it at least once. Yeah, I I would like to know your thoughts about because that is that is the movie where. He got Quentin Tarantino to basically play himself <laughs> in it. And ever since then, that's when the two of them had that beef going. Oh wow. I didn't know Quentin was in that movie. Yes, he, he has a small camera because he's a he's he's a director who name is QT. Like I said, he's playing a version of himself in that movie. Oh, okay. And like I said, ever since then, I don't know what happened between the two of them, but ever since then, that's when Spike. Like, oh, I hate that motherfucker. You know, him <laughs> using the N-word in his movies. Da, 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 da. I mean, even Sam Jackson couldn't even be the mediator between that since he friends with both, work with both. So yeah. is that that's a that's a lifelong I just hate you <laughs> type of you know, shit. Well, you know what? I may watch Girl Six after I watch Assassins. I saw Assassins on HBO Max, so I've never watched that before. I've always heard of it and seen a little bit of pieces of it. So yeah. I'm actually watching it. Um, so Girl Six will be next. All right. Yeah, like I say, let me let me know what you think. I mean, it's been a minute since I watched it, but I still I still remember it because I, I I put that in Spike in his filthy bag of phase. That's what I call that the era for Spike. 
Um, so, so yeah, Jake is free. He just like soaking it in, like, oh, I, I can do what I want right now. But at the same time, they put a damn ankle bracelet on this man. So you, you get any crazy ideas about trying to run off? We gonna find you at, and we will shoot you. Yeah, they they said we will shoot you. God damn! You can put the handcuffs on me. No, nope. they, no, they just go run up on me and shoot him. That's it. Motherfucker tried to escape. Um, so we um the whole thing with uh, so they, yeah, they drop him off, and then we are introduced to Miss Lala. Just um. So what did you think about what Spike was trying to say in regards to her character in this movie? Um, it's no different from, you know, various movies we've seen, especially urban movies where it could be male or female, but it's always that person that's looking to get more or get what they feel they deserve. Um, she didn't want to get left behind and you know, she was just trying to milk it. She was trying to milk. Uh, <laughs> she was trying to milk Jesus for all he had. But I'm like, baby, he's going to college. He's not going to the NBA. So it was just, right. <laughs> I guess it was that thing. If you go to the NBA, you know, she wanted to be there because she wanted her piece. You know, and her way of maneuvering through this world is, you know, taking advantage of men. So that's what she was doing. And okay, and, and to kind of follow this up with that is. It it seemed like it seemed like Jesus was really in love with her. Oh, he did. And yeah, he definitely, I think, because this the 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 scene where um he came back from college and they had the breakup scene and he was like, she was like, You really telling me you would have been there taking care of me and stuff. He's like, that wouldn't have been hard for me. Just the way he said it. It was just like, oh no, he really like he was really messing with her like that. So she kind of blew the bag. She knew she blew the bag, but you know. Oh well. She probably found some other um star athlete or something and leached on to him and you know, because I mean mm-hmm. we talking about La La Bonilla, you know, <laughs> Boricua, right? You know, and everything and all that. So she she was she was gonna be all right, but yeah, she blew it with with Jesus because for whatever reason, whatever her and this DeAndre dude had going on, which is still kind of weird to me because I'm like, this dude. That was another man. That was another man. That's all it was. It was just another man. But I'm like, this dude, at least in his, he got to be, he had to be at least like his mid 20s. In the late 20s. Yeah. He definitely uh, should not have been dating a high schooler. Ugh, just filthy. But it's, it's quite a few filthy people in this movie. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Rosario yeah, has. Right about that. But Rosario herself, I mean, she she was dope in this though. Even though you don't like her, but you you can see like, okay, yeah, she's gonna have a successful career after this, and she did. Um. So, one of the things too about just kind of talking about uh the Jesus character, because once again, we we're not gonna go through the whole you know scene by scene, like. Like Jeff said uh, at the end of the last episode, this is a long movie. You know, it, it's a little over two hours, but it is a long movie. So we're not going to do that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but the Jesus character, it really kind of shows a, a like basically like a behind the scenes type of 
situation for a lot of young, especially black athletes, you know, back at that time and even probably somewhat still oh. today. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, especially when you, you reach a certain point um, athletically, whether it be football, basketball, whatever it may be, baseball, too. You know, you reach a point where you move into that next level and maybe beyond that level where it could be your pro. So you have all these, you know, thoughts and ideas of what should you do because you don't know to do it. And everybody's saying this is the most important decision you're going to make in your life. Everybody's telling him that, but he definitely already knows because he's taking care of his sister pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows the next decision he make got to be the right decision for both of them. So, you know, in, in, in as far as the movie, but in real life, you know, that's everybody go through that. Like, because, you know, some people are like, no, I got to go pro. I have to go pro because I can take care of my family. I'll go back to school. But right now we need that money. So, you know, it's just a, it's just one of those things where I think Spike brought great attention to that. But I don't think it got highlighted more because it's just something that athletes go through. Yeah. And two, we talking about a time period where you started that whole, especially for the NBA, it started that whole trend around this time, like mid 90s of players wanting to come out of high school. I mean, yeah, I mean, in the 90s, it started with Kevin Garnett, 95. He comes out of high school. Then you get Kobe. Then you get. Tracy McGrady, you get and they were like, whoa, 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 we need to stop this. Yeah, you, you started getting all these dudes like coming out of high school, and like, it's just, God, God. I mean, so like, no, we at least did you get one year, and it was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. I mean, but it goes back to that whole thing of like, okay, I'm trying to take care of my family, like, right, you know, so you, you can blame somebody, but when you started getting to your I'm trying to think who who was somebody that came out of high school that should not have came out of high school. Oh, I, I can't think right now, but I know that was a a, a good. That was another reason why they were like, "No, nah, you got to have at least one year, one year in college." Because a lot of those high school people that you know jumped, that didn't pan out, basically like you know, nah, because we wasting picks now. So yeah, because it, it got rough. I mean, because when you think about. It, Guard, look, we know what Garnett was. We know what what Kobe became. We know what McGrady became. We know, like I said, we know what a lot of them became. But you had some people like, ugh, like what the fuck? Like, wait, <laughs> like what are you yeah, doing? You, you should have went to school at least for a year. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. But yeah, I, I, that's one thing I did like about the movie that it does kind of touch on like what a lot of like young, especially black athletes have to go through because that's always the story that we kind of hear whether it, no matter what sport it's always that you know coming from the inner city or from humble beginnings and look at what they do to get to the lead to take care of their family you hear that across all sports pretty much with a lot of our athletes and yeah so spike he did he highlights on it but he doesn't put a big enough magnifying glass on it at least um and everything but um let's see so let's talk about the whole because i mean you get like a couple of side stories going on in this too you know overall big story of course is jake has to convince jesus about <laughs> about siding with big state right. but 
one of the first kind of side stories that we get is the introduction of Jake meeting Dakota and her pimp sweetness. <laughs> so just like how you feel about that whole storyline and how that kind of plays. I thought that was I thought that was dope because five and a half years in jail. Look, he ain't seen no woman and I don't know when. So the first woman he saw, he kind of like, oh shit. You know, he looking at her and like he definitely was attracted to her, you know, and sweetness is like, man, you looking at me all that familiarity. <laughs> ah, so I dig the scene. I dig how it played out. You would think something this the hotel they had him in, there's a chance that something like that could happen. And you know, I think Denzel played it pretty well because he was just like, no, you know. I don't want no problem. I don't want no trouble or whatever. But he definitely was staring at Dakota. And I mean, she definitely got her ass whooped because of him. But oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we don't see it, but yes, because the way he pushed her in that room, you know, he, ugh, Jesus Christ. Um, so it is not. It is what I what I enjoy about this movie. But what I tell movie, it's an ugly movie. Yes, in certain in certain instances, it's a real ugly movie. So. Especially when, we, especially when we talk about that big time Willie scene and him, him just kind of pretty much laying it out. For, for <laughs> oh, you know what? That's who Spike Lee would have played if he could. He would have been big time Willie. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them damn giant suits. Yeah. <laughs> right in the, in, the, in, the, in one of his giant suits for Mo Better Blues. Probably so. Oh my God. So, all right. So, so Jake, I guess he figured, well, I can't I can't just run up on uh Jesus right away because we know what, what our relationship is. So let me go see our see my uh, my other child first. Yeah, go, go run up on Mary. Hey, am I sure his so his daughter remember him? I mean, how old is she supposed to be? That's the whole question. Yeah, because I'm just like, she remembers him? Especially this is five and a half years. She looked like she would maybe. I mean, if it's five and a half years, she's 12, 12 or 13. Yeah. So she had to be at least like five, four, five. So maybe, maybe I, I can't remember. Did they show her? I can't remember. They show her or not as a little child. I think they showed it in a crib. Yeah. So that was like, wait a minute. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. math on math. On <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Yeah. So. You know, he runs up on her. And, and you know what? It's, it's kind of crazy because we talking about Ray Allen kind of being the weakest link, but uh, Zelda Harris, who plays Mary Shuttlesworth, she's actually really good. The sister, it, right? Yeah, yeah, the sister. Yeah, she was she was fine. Yeah, she yeah, she she was fine. She she's really good, especially like the, you know, like how like the because it's it's rare when you see Denzel with a child actor who is like holding their own with him. I think the only other trial act I really seen like hold their own with him was Dakota Fanning. Yeah. And um she definitely what I liked about what she brought, she definitely made me feel like she wasn't that. She yes. made me feel like she was that character. Like this is my daddy. I I love you. You're my dad. Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't your fault what happened. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you know, it's still kind of vague about, okay, well, what the hell really happened? Because we don't know. And first. the way they drop it, I, you know, that was an interesting choice, how he dropped it. Yes. Like in the second act. And I'm just like, oh, okay. That was a choice. Yeah. 
So, so they go back to the apartment that um, Jesus and Mary living in. It's like, how the hell are they living in an apartment? Yeah. You mean the apartment that uh, once he got to big state, <laughs> the ACWA pulled up and was like, wait a minute here. We found out some things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> telling me they won't? That man, <laughs> even, even Uncle Bubba said it. You ain't got no J-O-B. Look, Uncle Bubba just wanted to get some goddamn money. He didn't give a shit as long as he was getting some money. He didn't care. They said, whose car is this? You don't like the color? Uncle Bubba was wild. Man, I'm trying to get paid. You, you trying to hold out on me and your auntie? <laughs> Take your big ass in the room. What? Why did you got to talk to her like that? Like, this man, this man took in his niece and nephew basically because the day was gonna come when he felt like he was gonna get broke off. Something. That's the only reason. Because keep in mind now, the aunt was Jesus and Mary's mother's sister. So mm-hmm. Bubba is just by marriage, uncle. He's not blood, uncle. Right. So, yeah, that's all he cared about. Like, man, I just want to get paid, you know, and everything. And they, yeah, so after the whole kind of hostile encounter the first time with Jake, and he's like, you can, you can see yourself out that door. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, where I tell you about the talking to strangers. <laughs> and the whole time he's like, look, you ain't gotta talk to her like that. Like, son, you hear me talking. Mary, you hear me talking to me. Son, I'm talking to you. You hear me, Mary? It's like you just ignoring this dude. And he's a stranger? Like, really? Yeah, he was a stranger to him. That's how he was treating him. Yeah. The same person that put the basketball in your hand, son. But anyway, um, so after he leave, and basically Jake probably wouldn't beat up. I think he beat up Mary, but that's another story. Um he did probably did uh, uh, give her a whooping or something. Like, what the fuck are you whoop me? You ain't my daddy. Like, what, what are you doing? But anyway, so they go to uh, Uncle Bubba in the aunt house, and it's like, well, what is he coming around for? How did he? How did he get out of jail? <laughs> Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, Shawshank. He told him that. Yeah, like he broke out. He and he tried. Like, what he want and everything. And Uncle Bubba just being ridiculous. Talk about some damn John the car. <laughs> Like what? What are you some old country shit? He talking about putting on his elbows and sh- Bill Nunn was like you said. Bill Nunn just wilding in this damn movie. But and my question to you about them: Do you feel like the art was was she playing a part, or did she really feel the way she felt about the stuff that they was talking about? Oh, her aunt, her aunt was wholesome. The aunt was wholesome. She, you know, I think she really cared for you know. My sister's kids and whatever you know, whatever they needed, she was there. Now, Uncle Bubba, that was a different story. But uh yeah, she was down. Cause you could tell she was like, I don't want no part of this and walked through that's gonna get your big ass back. <laughs> your big ass in the room. Like, what wait a minute? Like, what are you like what the fuck is wrong with Bubba? So so after that, okay. So when Crudup and um Spivey leave Jake. They leave him some money. Go get some essentials. Buy some toothpaste. Buy some soap. Wash your ass. You know know, that whole thing. Why the hell does this man go to the damn footlocker wherever you went and get a $139 pair of joints? Hey, I'm going to guarantee you. 
I'm a guarantee they gave him two hundred dollars. That motherfucker spent one hundred and fifty on Jordan. And the rest also did two faces. This ball, next scene we see his motherfucker mm-hmm. cooking a grilled cheese sandwich with an iron. I said, yeah, he blew that money. <laughs> you get a special two hundred dollars. Yeah, he blew that shit. Because look at the look at the fits that he had. He got some he got some basketball damn clothes and got some baggy ass jeans. And then he made that into a combination fit. So yeah. They was working with what he had. 130. Okay, so what happened to them damn shoes after he after he went back to Attica? What happened to them shoes? Oh, they probably um, you know, when he they booked them again, they'll they'll be there when he get out. When's he getting us? See, okay. If ninety eight, if, if we're supposed to think about this in real time, if ninety eight is five and a half years, he's supposed to be in fifteen. He's supposed to get out when? Um, good 20, question. Good question. Twenty. Okay. Two, oh shit, my mind is all fucked up right now. But um, nineteen ninety eight, like I said, five and a half years. So five and a half years. That has to be what ninety three. 92, 93, depending on what time of the year. So 15 years, he's getting out 20, what? What is that? 2000. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he had probably like a 20, 25 year bid. Well, he said 15 years though. Oh, they say he had 15 years? Yeah. So he had 10 more years. If, if they would have went along with the plan, he probably got five knocked off. So he probably had to serve five more. So he getting out what two thousand four or five something like that, I guess. <laughs> so what pair of what what joints we had in two thousand five? <laughs> I'm saying they would have bagged. They, you know when you go to jail, they bag your clothes, whatever you come in with. So when he leave or whenever he leave, they be like, "Here go your joy, here go your J's back." Man, where my joints at? Where my joints at? got no joints what the fuck <laughs> but anyway so yeah i mean it, so but i always find this scene kind of funny too because when he pull up his pants leg and, and the dude look and see that he got that damn ankle monitor he's like oh i got arthritis <laughs> and everything. my brother got the same condition yeah but he's going around here coney allen yeah 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 <laughs> just the way he's he playing like yeah denzel plays i don't want to say dirt bad but he plays damn bad. Uh, Pretty you know what I mean? He plays it very well. Yeah, because, I mean, well, we saw how he was. What happened to him in Mobile Blues? He was down bad. Yeah, but that's different. This is us as the audience. When we are brought into this universe, he's in jail. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's, the, it's, the, it's shitty. Shitty life going on right now. Yeah, because we go like now, I mean, in current day, in the movie, he got the afro and all that. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day when they was kids and he was younger, you know, he had the low cut, basically like how Ray Allen looks. Yeah. Eighteen is what he looked like. <laughs> when he was Jake Shuttlesworth was living off Nathan hot dogs for seven days. <sighs> God damn it, Jeff! <laughs> you know that's what he was eating. That was the cheapest thing. Hey, basically. Basically, yeah. So, um, so after the whole thing when Jake go get his um street ball fit, and he waiting out there on the basketball court, 
Because after he's like, well, what can I see? I'll be around the courts and everything. So he waited right. out there. And then he looked out there and said, what are you doing here? You told him where you was going to be at. <laughs> what? That, that scene didn't make sense. I think I think Jesus was just, just too lost in the sauce of what was going on in his life. He didn't know where the hell he was going and coming. So him and uh, Booker go out there on the court. Booker got this, this filthy-ass fit. But um, he's like, come on, son. You know, we can talk. You know, if your mother was here today. Oh, that's a hell of a way to start a conversation with me. It's wrong. It's wrong with still conversation with me. All right, all right, son. All right, all right. Let me let me let me talk to you for a second. So he hit him with the old uh, so you know where you gonna go? Um, you know, where you going? Oh, you are you just like it? No, no, I ain't like it. No, I just, just want to know about your future. You know, Jake, one thing I did like about this movie. Jake was kind of the only person, even though he had his own legit reason for it, but he was kind of the only person who, because it, he really, it, he's his son, he did love him, he was coming from it in a more of a legit type of a way, where everybody else had more of a angle when they came in. I would say... Initially, he didn't. He was coming with an angle too, but later, you know, as the movie kept going, it was like yeah. he was seeing the bullshit that Jesus wasn't seeing, and then it was like, you know, you need to watch out for what's going on here because people are gonna try to use you or try to feel like you owe them something. You don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, yeah they definitely. That's I think, and now it's the thing we know, and that's what I believe because we I had this discussion with somebody before what the end of the movie was. The end of the movie was him teaching because it was basically like I'm going to let you have it because no matter what I'm going back to jail it don't matter I'm going to be in the same place and I am comfortable with what I've done there I'm like you know I, I'm, I, I got to live with it yeah. and I'm okay with that and if I don't get out of jail then so be it I deserve to be where I'm at right now but you you got a, you know, a future ahead of you with this basketball thing and I don't want you to feel like you know, you got to look out for me and anything or whatever and stuff like that. Because I, you know, I was wrong. I think it was a. I think that was a good teaching moment. Now we can talk about the whole throwing the basketball over the jail thing later. But <laughs> yeah, so Jake, Jake throughout the movie started coming from a place of not. Nah, it's my son, and I want to make sure he's making the right decision for himself. Yeah, no, all you, you motherfuckers, all of my y'all, y'all better watch out because because I'm here type of thing. Basically, yeah. he 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 was he was basically Lavar Ball before Lavar Ball, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> my boy. He only and he only got one child. I well, two kids, but one yeah. playing basketball. Yeah. So, so we start getting like the flashbacks of Jesus and Booger when he was kids, and because 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 Jesus even asked like, and why the hell did you even name me Jesus anyway? Like he was getting picked on. You know, from the kids, like Jesus, that was confused. He said, "It's biblical. It's biblical. Like, like what? Said, hey, what, what the problem is? Mama used to come out there. Mama Jesus. used to scream my name. He used to shoot catching the Holy Ghost. Jesus. <laughs> and then all the kids, like, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. <laughs> like, but you know what? Me. I can imagine how yeah. to, you know. I can imagine how would that would feel for a kid though. Yes, because it's like, come on, man, for real. Of all, so I can, hear, I, can, I can dig him saying, you know, I hate my name. Yeah, of of all the names, mm-hmm. that he, but I mean, we can kind of lump this all into one. So later in the movie, when Jake actually do tell him the real reason he named him Jesus, which mm-hmm. was after 
Earl Monroe, who was called Jesus of Philadelphia. Then the white, like you say, the white media got a hold of it. Then he got to be black Jesus. Like, why can't he just be Jesus? But he named him Jesus after Earl Monroe. How you feel about like how he explained it to him? It just oh, I thought it was dope because it was like, all right, let me kick it to you while I really named him Jesus because Earl Monroe was like the Jesus of the playground. So, you know, I want to name you after my favorite player. That was my favorite player. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy about it too. It was like after this movie, I did go back and like watch like old clips of Earl Monroe. He was dope. Oh, yeah, he was getting buckets. And it's like, yeah, if he would have got to the NBA a lot sooner. Because I mean, he was in the ABA, and, you know, he was a street ball legend. So, if he would got to the NBA just a little sooner, who knows what type of yeah? Like he, because he, he don't really get talked about at all when you talk about like dudes from back in that era. He don't get talked about at all. So it's kind of crazy. Um, so we get to like I say, you start getting like a lot of the flashbacks and stuff, um, and everything, which I did find fun because like the. It, it kind of goes back to the whole Mobetta Blues things where you get the kids at an early age. You kind of say, oh, yeah, they definitely grew into what we see of them you know, at the current uh, day and everything. So I did like how Spike kind of did that a lot, too. Um, I mean, we already talked about Ray Allen performance. I mean, it is what it is. Mm. You know, so. Um, so. Okay, so I want to skip to because I know I'm, I'm kind of skipping over a little bit of stuff, but I re- we gotta we gotta talk about him going to um, big state. Oh, uh, not big state, but Tech U. I love these names that Spike came up for these schools. Tech U. <laughs> Visited. He, he didn't break his brain on doing it. I can tell you that much. The big state Tech U. What the? All right, Spike. Whatever. But I guess no no legitimate school gave him you know the yeah. rights to <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Ha, oh, this is this is not happening. That Duke, they, they, no, yeah, those they know as no NC NCAA team giving him no type of authority. To, yeah, you could use our school name. Nope. Uh, man, damn, Coach K would have had a damn stroke. Like what? Wait a minute, that wasn't going. That's not going on at our university to recruit players. Yeah, well, all right, Coach K. Okay. <laughs> all right, sure. So. He goes to uh, Tech U, meets up with old Rick Fox, good old chick, and showing him around and everything. But as they, as you, you kind of notice, like, okay, something, something's a little off because every time they walk in somewhere, it's a bunch of white girls going, oh, hey, chick. Yeah. Hey, chick. And then you yeah, get the two. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying you're right. You know, it's just, he, he, he's speaking to the, he's speaking to the Caucasians and, you know, that's his thing. And then you get the two white girls that, that stop and both of them tongue him down. It's like, the fuck? What, what, what's happening right now? It, it, yeah. it, Jesus in a goddamn blender. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he uh, checked giving the signal to do it to him, too. So he kind of, like, you know, he gave him a little sign if you ever noticed to tell the other girl to go ahead and kiss him, too. Yes. Like, they, they just work. And then you got the black girls walk back. You ain't right, chick. They, yeah, they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. They, they already know. He, just, come on, come on. You know, like, you know how he doing. <laughs> you ain't right, chick. You ain't right. Yeah, they know. So he showed around. Then they go to the damn gymnasium. Like, oh yeah, this is my favorite seat down here. Like, so they go. To, they get this whole big ass presentation of Jesus. Of course, they got to do the whole biblical thing. And then we get to meet Coach Billy Sunday. <laughs> 
What do you think about Billy Sunday? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, what is that? What's their thing? I mean, you when John Totoro <laughs> is in his bag, he's in his bag, and he definitely was in his bag with this character. He was just she's playing it over the top and I enjoyed it. And he just got to show he just he just show up to do some nonsense. Yeah. And it's funny that his name is Billy Sunday because the other Billy Sunday is from Men of Men of Honor. <laughs> Master Chief Billy Sunday. And that, listen, that's another can of worms right there. <laughs> All right, cookie. All right, cookie. <laughs> Boy. Makes you wonder if him and uh, Sergeant Waters might not have ran into each other, <laughs> right? So, so, so he do the like I say they do the whole you know the big presentation and thing about why he should come to take you, blah blah blah. You know, with you and Chick, we can do the X Y Z. And one thing I do like about the way Jesus kind of handles some of the stuff, he knows it's bullshit. Oh yeah, he does. He knows it. I mean, because once for one, he is from the streets. He he know how it kind of goes with certain stuff. Granted, coming into this whole new arena of things and what was going on with Lala, DeAndre, and stuff like that, he wasn't too familiar with that. But he he understood like, okay, if somebody like trying to hustle me straight straight in my face, yeah, I, I, I understand what's going on. So after that whole thing. They go to the they go to the dorms and everything. There's like a million fucking people in the hallways. Like, we need to stay out here. No, 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 no. We, you know, we, yeah, we'll we'll chill out here. But I'm I'm for, I'm for taking here to to uh, meet the the assistant coaches. <sighs> Boy, this man go in this room. And who do we see in this room? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> All right. So we see two uh. Two ladies um, that are well known in the adult industry in real life. One being Jill Kelly. I forgot the mm-hmm. other girl. I think it's Chassie Lynn or something like that. Uh, I'm not familiar with the other one, but I know who Jill Kelly is. But anyway, Chassie uh, Lane. Chassie Lane. Okay, so I call Chassie Lynn. See, I don't, I don't know who the hell she is. Me and Spike both filthy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spike knows who Jill Kelly is, huh? Oh, but okay. So real quick, before I finish this scene, when we was talking about that, like why he had no sisters in there? Well, in that montage, Heather Hunter. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's like you can get her for that, but you couldn't get her for this scene. No, that scene was supposed to play off him and Lala's conversation. That's all that scene was for. True, but I'm like you. If you but if you get in Heather Hunter, you couldn't get her for this scene. No. You get her for this. No, that that Jill Kelly and Chasey Lane was supposed to be the yeah. Call me with a white woman, you know, and that that was basically a callback to that. That those those two scenes were supposed to sync up together. So I got, I understood it. Also, it made me think about what what Kendrick say on 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 his uh, on the the big step the more oh, yeah. Moore, <laughs> the first time I uh, a white chick yeah uh, <laughs> it made me think about that. But anyway, so I feel like Spike lived out his uh porno directing shit <laughs> with this scene because yeah he's, doing, yeah he's doing the best he could i guess and for, it, a it, it, for a rated up excuse me for a rated R movie he was doing some was great doing the most. yeah you do it but it makes me more like how much of this was reality and how much of this was somebody else because good question i don't oh, think he was married at the time so 
No, nah, he wasn't. No, nah, he was. Well, this is what his third year in the NBA, I believe. Yeah, because he came out in '96 too. Because he went to what well, he went to UConn, right? I think. Mm, I believe so. I can't remember, but I think you're right. Yeah, and this is him playing with the Bucks. You know, he under George Carl and all that. But anyway, um, yeah, this scene is just wild. And you like, am I watching a porno right now? Like one of them softcore porns? Because you, I mean, you ain't seeing. I mean, you seeing stuff, but you ain't seeing stuff at the same time. But that shit is just wild. And that that scene that that shot at the end where they just they're just smiling, and I'm like, <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me wonder is there is there a different cut of that scene? <laughs> that Spike got his his personal vault. Good Lord, just make sure that him smiling is the splash page for the episode. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. This is this is Denzel month. This ain't this ain't reality month. Um, so so after that, um, back in back in Brooklyn, well, in Coney Island, really. I don't know. I keep saying Brooklyn, maybe because I'll be in Brooklyn and. Soon, but anyway, um, back in Coney Island, Jake running the streets because he's trying to find Jesus. Yeah, and time and basically at this point, time is running out, so he need to kick game to him as fast as he can. So the first person he run up on is Lala getting out of school, and that whole exchange with the two of them because you're like, who are you? Um, uh, you know, I'm Jake. I'm Jake, uh, Jesus' father. Um, not just trying, you know, I, I talked to him. You know, he said he was going out of town. I just don't remember exactly where he's going. Have you heard? No, nah, I don't know where. Oh, okay. DeAndre pulls up. <laughs> what's that? What's this? You riding in a Range Rover? <laughs> and everything. And correct me if I'm wrong. Denzel has done this in another movie where he chopped somebody in the throat and then knock him out, right? Uh, probably so. I can't think of it right now unless it was the equalizer and I'm just not you know, realizing. Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like I've seen him do this in another movie. But yeah, DeAndre come pull up because she's like, let go of my arm. Let go of my arm. And all this. So he come walking up. Uh, you know, the girl say, let, you know, they say, let go of my arm. Like, oh, uh, no disrespect. You know, son, um, you know, no disrespect. Son. Yeah, yeah. What What, what is you riding on? Range Rover? Uh, why don't you go back and get in your Range Rover? No, no, hold up. Ah, uh, right in the throat. <laughs> And knock his ass out. Everybody look at this. Like it's like he realized, like, oh shit. Like, let me get the fuck out of here. You know, mm-hmm. so he take off running. So then he didn't went and got a bottle or whatever, run up on Booger, harassing him, trying to find out what with well Jesus. Hey, let me get some money. <laughs> <laughs> so so then you know he was really down bad because he go over to Dale Spivey and Crudup. Hey, uh, hey, let me get some. Yeah, you know, can I get an advance? You know, you know I, didn't, I didn't burn through all my money on these damn Jordans. You know, I, I met a lady friend. You know, I'm trying to take her out. You know, I want to take her more than to Nathan's. I mean, say, what's a hoe? I don't know what a hoe is. You know what a hoe, a whore. You know what that is. <laughs> this would have been a movie with the two of them just, just talking yeah. shit because <laughs> they fucking ridiculous. And, and they'll fucking spy me. Like, man, you, look, I'm a geek. Like, man, you better make sure shit clean. <laughs> clean. <laughs> like, what? So, it's like, but, but the fact that he just running around the street, just imagine, like, for a whole day, he just running around the streets, just trying to find his son. He can't find him. He, he can't, can't find his son. So, he resorted to getting money and, and, and getting up with Dakota. He was down bad. 
Nah, he won't down bad. He was a man. He was a man who knew what he wanted. So no, he's down bad because he goes to the strip that she's working. He ain't got no car. No, he goes. He's literally walking down the sidewalk <laughs> to go find which the spot that she stands at to, to get dudes. Yeah, that's down bad. Man, you ain't never seen hookers at the point before. The HBO John, man, I seen my man was out there. This dude was out there just walking around trying to get girls. I see it happens. I guess, but so he go and grab her. It's just like, like sweetness of kick my ass. With like, he's like I got money. Like, come on. <laughs> he, all right, he blew his other knot. <laughs> oh, all on her. I mean, he only he only had hours at this point anyway. Yeah, so he ain't like, have enough. You know, he ain't that much time. So he's like, fuck it. So. So you know, going back to you know his spot because I mean, up, oh, I, I, like I said, I kind of glossed over a little bit, but they do form somewhat of a relationship early yeah. in the movie after Sweetness had beat her up and everything. He goes in the apartment, they just talking and everything. And he it's like he generally did care. Yeah, he definitely took. Um, it wasn't a thing of oh, you know, let me give you some sex or whatever. It was like nah, I generally want to get to know you and get to know who you are. Well. And he did, and it, it it seemed like both of them were able to kind of be themselves with each other, yeah. In a way, um, and everything. And then, like she she takes the wig off that she's been with because she's basically like doing a Marilyn Monroe impersonation. As far as that's her gimmick as a prostitute, she's like a Marilyn Monroe type. So, but she's able to take off the wig and be around him. And I'm kind of mad that he gave her that damn. Um, that, that cut off sleeve of red this shirt that he had been wearing throughout the whole damn movie gave her that to wear but whatever so he talking about taking her to someplace more than nathan's he take her back to his damn apartment and you know they drinking and everything oh, i gotta pull out one for the homies back at attica and all this and i, I have to give him credit because the sex scene that they could have had i'm glad they didn't go that route it was just like all right it's gonna be kind of grimy in a way but at the same time it meant more than anything i don't know like how you felt about like how they kind of handled their the first scene was filthy the first and the first nut was filthy uh he turned her over and was like i don't want it from the back uh, he couldn't hang and he was just like oh shit you know Damn. <laughs> she was like don't worry about it she's like you know we got all night or whatever so the second one it was more like no we about to make love now yeah so but I don't know I, I just kind of like how they handled it because they could have they could have tried to make it be more than what it was and you know and everything but no it's like okay this is raw you know type yeah. of situation because it's basically a man who's been locked up for five years having sex it's yeah. so long, so it was like, of course, that first thing happened. Yeah, it was almost like having sex for the first time, almost. Yeah. Again. So, of course, he would be embarrassed. Of course, he would feel a certain type of way, but she understood because she's like, you know, this dude been locked up, but yeah. you know, I like him. I'm not going. Yeah, she didn't judge him. So, yeah, yeah it, it, like that, and it, it, it's kind of funny too, like seeing Mila Jolovich in this movie because this is this is a year after the Fifth Element. All right, and then we know what she going to do later, like with the Resident Evil movies and just action movies in general, but it's kind of crazy like seeing her in this type of a movie mm. um, and everything. So 
after that, I mean, it's 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 put up a shut up at this point. Like you literally got hours to get this. Well, not even hours at this point. He may have had an hour. Yeah. He may have had an hour. So he ended up going to the court and everything. And it was almost like I'm gonna we're gonna play for your love. <laughs> Damn love in basketball. We're gonna play for play for your love. But it's basically like we're gonna play. You're like I win, you go to big state and everything. I lose. You ain't got to worry about me ever again, basically. So they end up playing. And like, like we talked about earlier, this scene was basically improvised because apparently um, Jesus was supposed to win, like supposed to basically skunk him. But because Denzel, I guess, had some pride about it, it's like, no, I'm going to show him that I, I could do a little something. So he yeah. ended up scoring some points. And apparently like the um, like the production people was all – like hyping him up, so Ray Allen got pissed. It's <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna score eleven straight points on your ass. <laughs> so that's how it ended up being eleven five, basically. So, but just overall, like, how do you feel about the way the basketball scene plays out? Uh, I think they got the best scene they could have got for it to get real, for them just to keep the cameras running and let them play and let the anger, let you know. Denzel Pride and Ray Allen like nah fuck that Pride shit let me stop this you know it, I think it brought the boat it brought the best out that scene I think that scene needed that because you needed it once you know you knew Ray Allen was about to win and he was basically teaching him like it don't matter no more like whatever you do it don't it don't it don't matter how, like, how you feel about me all I care about is you doing what's best for you so, of course, eleven five, and then game over. Spivey and Crudup pull up. <laughs> Put at first it was he walking over to him, and then they want to embarrass him. Really, oh, let's put the cuffs on. What? So he got to turn around. Put your hands behind your back. He turn around, and just that look between Jake and Jesus, and it 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 said a lot for me. Yeah, it said a lot. Yeah, I think I think that scene said a lot because you couldn't get it in the movie and you never got, you know, that uh, I guess that speech of I forgive you or I'm sorry, but that look said all they needed to say with each other because it was just like, I get it, I understand it. You know, you you are my you still my father, no matter what. Yeah. And you know, a bad situation happened, but we don't have to. We neither one of us have to linger in it. We got to move on past it. Yeah, because I mean, it's, there, I mean, there's a few instances in the like throughout the movie where Jake is trying to talk to Jesus, and I mean, they do have a few scenes where they talk, but as far as what we talk about here, you never get that, like you say, that big speech moment. It's like the basketball game, and said Jake, everything. Yeah, it says everything, and then Jake getting arrested in front of Jesus. That even said more. So that kind of just said everything for itself. And then he ends up going back to Attica. And, you know, it's Monday morning. Because that was the whole thing. We got to get to Monday morning where Jesus got to make his big decision. Where is he going to go? And I, I like the fact that he doesn't even show up for it. He writes a letter, gives it to his high school coach. And 
he ends up reading the letter and everything that he says, and he announces, I'm going to big state. So we get a technicality <laughs> because early in the movie, when the warden spoke to Jake, you get your son to sign this letter of intent. Well, he didn't sign the letter of intent, but he did go to big state. So it's like, why you think he did that? I don't know. So, <laughs> so it makes you wonder. Did the governor? Did he? Do you think he did right by Jake? Or he was like, mm, fuck him. No, they didn't do right by Jake because no matter what, he still signed. And basically, what they were saying was, well, you didn't get. That's what he was trying to say. Well, you didn't get him to sign, but he still signed. Yeah. Like, what? Like, okay, whatever. So, so yeah, he ends up going to big state and everything. He actually, he reckon, virtually he reconciled with his dad because he gave him a shout out in the letter that the coach reads. And then you get this end of scene. So it kind of, it kind of comes back to the beginning, paralleling once again. Jake is in the prison yard shooting hoops. Jesus now at big state. He's in the gym practicing shots and everything. And then, we get, I guess, like a, I don't know what the hell to call this really, but yeah, you tell me. I saw this, I looked at this, and I forgot all about this scene. I was like, what was this supposed to be? So, uh, I mean, I, I think there's a co- I, did Spike do commentary for this on DVD? I don't know. I gotta look to see, but he, I mean, the ball goes out of bounds, and Jake goes over to get it, and this damn guard, which is funny, it's the it's the dad from um. This is us from NBC. That's that that plays the prison guard with the damn sniper rifle. That that's him. Get back, Shuttlesworth. Jake, go, Shuttlesworth. Get back. And he looks up at him like, if you gonna shoot me, then you shoot me, motherfucker. That's basically the look he's giving him. He gets the ball. He looks at the wall, and he flings it. And then for a second, I'm thinking they gonna kill Jake. Like they gonna kill him in the ear. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, the I first thought time that I too. Him. Yeah. So he throws the ball over the wall, which is kind of funny because that's what Jesus did to his ball, you know, when he was a kid before he ended up, you know, killing the mom and all that stuff. Throws the ball over the wall. It cuts back to Jesus at at Big State uh, Gymnasium. You look up and this dusty ass ball from, from Attica's prison is coming in through the damn building. And it hits onto the court. Jesus goes and gets it. And he just looks up. And it's like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. I, I really don't understand. I, I don't understand the ending either. I need Spike to explain that to me. So yeah, I did, I did, yeah. Because you you basically what you're doing there, you brought us into this gritty world where you know everything is pretty much on the surface to now fantasy land. Yeah, magic. Like, yeah, like what the fuck are we? What's, what's happening right now? Well, okay, I guess. So, so Jake he turns around to walks off, going. I mean, he's pissed because I, 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 okay, I say this. I do assume that, yeah, they did fuck it. Like you know, we we ain't reducing your sentence. You gonna serve your entire sentence? Fuck you, type yeah. of thing. So he just like he just he's kind of over it. Like fuck this shit. So if y'all gonna kill me, kill me. But fuck it, my son is doing my. My son is doing something 
that the Shuttleworth name will mean something going. Cause like he said earlier, like you are the first one in our family to, you know, have this type of opportunity anyway. So whatever you do going forward, you're going to be the first Shuttlesworth to do it regardless and everything. So he proud of his son. So it's like, I don't give a fuck what happened to me at this point. I'm just proud of my son going on to do something with his life that I kind of, I guess I squandered my opportunity of doing because we get that kind of little bit of backstory about Jake where, oh, he was dope. Jake was dope. Jake probably was just a street ball. He probably wasn't playing nobody's school, but he was dope. Probably playing at Rucker Park, playing, you know, at different parts and leagues like that. He was dope, but that's all. That was his ceiling. Jesus crashed through his ceiling, basically. So, but yeah, the ending is always kind of like, yeah, okay, y'all kind of, Spike, you kind of ended on some fantasy shit, but okay, I guess. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's He Got Game. And then we get, of course, Public Enemy, He Got Game, which I still had a soundtrack to this day, by the way. So, yeah. That was a dope. So I, I, I remember Public Enemy uh, kind of came back with that soundtrack. Yeah, shit. back in the public eye, I think I think it was number one for like a couple of weeks. Because I mean, look for for anyone who listened to like soundtrack. Yes, once upon a time, you had actual movie soundtracks by artists where the songs actually went along with the movie. It wasn't no oh, we're gonna get a bunch of random hot uh, artists on the soundtrack. The soundtrack don't mean nothing related I mean, to the movie. But this was one of the movies where you know the soundtrack fit. Yes. It still was around that everywhere. Sometimes they would put just <laughs> all types of artists and songs on one soundtrack. Yeah, they did. But I mean, we we know the history of Public Enemy with Spike Lee. Go back to yeah, yeah, do yeah. the right like, thing. Hand so, hand. so yeah, and like you say, it did kind of it gave them a resurgence in a way because yeah, that, that sound this soundtrack is that matter of fact I might listen to it after. Oh, maybe tomorrow or something. But um, but yeah, that's that's he got game. Um, it it's actually streaming on Freebie, which they it used to be called IMDb for whatever reason they changed it to Freebie. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was about. But if you want to watch it, it's it's free with ads. Check it out, you know, and everything. Um, but uh, Jeff, yes. if you have a favorite character. Who are you going with? Uh Jesus. I mean, excuse me, Jake. Jake Shuttlesworth. <laughs> Good old Jake. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jake. All my money. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Denzel, Denzel is is virtually the driver. I mean, it's supposed to be Jake and Jesus as the driving forces of the movie, but because yeah, but Jake is driving the movie. Yes, he's driving yeah. the movie. Because I mean, Denzel just knocks it out the park, playing his father. That's you know, just he got seven days to do to do a job, basically. Yeah, he got he got seven days to do a job, but the job become more, and it becomes him just taking care of his son the best yes. way he can. Yeah. So, like 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 the song says, it's more about the game behind the game. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I go with Denzel also with that. Oh, um, maybe well, I mean a special shout out to um to Uncle Bubble just being a wild man. <laughs> 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 but uh if you had to rate the movie out of five Jordans, what would you rate them? Uh, uh we'll go with a strong three and a half. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can see that. Um, I, I never did answer your question earlier about where would I rank this out of the the first three collaborations between Denzel and Spike. Yeah. Um, I would put it number two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I'm, I'm. It's it's really no wrong answer. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's is all subjective. So I was just wondering. But no, I wanted to answer because I remember. I, I remember. I didn't. I didn't actually answer because I went off on that whole tangent about about their Malcolm X. So I never answered the question. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, I yeah, I put it number two. Um, I would actually put Mo better number one, and Malcolm X number three. But yeah. Um. But anywho, you like uh, fitness, so I can see that. Look, listen, look, I, I, <laughs> you probably just watched the beginning of <laughs> Malcolm X and turn it off. <laughs> you turn it off when you go to jail. No, I watch all of that, especially that scene where when damn um Christopher Plummer show up as the as the prison preacher. Why is Jesus <laughs> white? Oh uh, well, it, it clearly shows that he's white. <laughs> no, no, that's a picture, but Jesus is not white. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, actually. Yeah. Um and that actually kind of sums me up in my history classes when I was in school, <laughs> challenging teachers about shit. Oh, you, you was one of them, huh? <laughs> yes, I was. Because uh, I used to do my own independent research on a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I was, I was, I got kicked out of history class a few times. <laughs> like this motherfucker here. Oh man, Jeff. What 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 Fury is saying, uh, Boys in the Hood? I don't care what Fury Styles, <laughs> Fury Styles said in Boys in the Hood. If he was a damn menace, about to put some holes in there, somebody. Hey man, creeping around in the damn house. There he was. <laughs> that dude was creeping too. Shit, he deserved what he got. But anyway, we ain't talking about boys in the hood. Maybe on another podcast sometime <laughs> down the road. But but yeah, uh, thank you again, Jeff, for coming on these last couple of episodes, talking some Denzel movies. Um, no doubt, no doubt. I'm gonna give y'all a break. I'm gonna lay low for a while. Yeah, because I mean, next month it's all about the ladies. It's uh, it's gonna be ladies' month on the podcast. I got some lady movies I'm gonna be discussing. A few of them you might be surprised that I'm doing. You'd be like, I ain't know he likes stuff like that. Yeah, I got I got a different. I got to show another side to me as far as certain okay. movies. Yeah, okay. gotta get get away from all this hard stuff, you know. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be listening. Um, yeah. So, like I say, two of the movies people gonna be like, you like their movies? Like, yeah, like. Yeah, I like, it. yeah, I like Mystic Pizza. Younger uh, Julia Roberts when she has some uh, little thickness to her. But anyway, that's another story. Um, before I get you up out of here, uh, I, I'm not gonna hit you with the uh, what have you been watching lately uh, thing, but just to kind of round out, close out. I'm gonna like to say round out, close out Denzel. Just uh, how do you feel about him overall as an actor and like, what would you say are some of your favorite Denzel movies oh, of all time? Man, Denzel is like, he's our Robert De Niro. And when I say I, I'm saying black folks. Yes. He's our Robert De Niro. He is our, he's our Al Pacino. Um, and even looking outside of that, I, I let, he's standing right shoulder to shoulder with them. You know what I mean? He's he's an upper echelon of actors. He's an elite actor. Um, like I said, Malcolm X is one of my favorite movies. Uh, his performance and he got game. I, you know, I really enjoy. 
uh, we did the soldier stories. And I just thought he was like, you saw what he could be in that movie. Like you just saw, he just stood out his, his part. He had a small role, but he just stood out so much. And then I think about you doing Ricochet and I'm like, yeah, he was really good in Ricochet. It's just so many, you know, it's, it's hard to say Denzel got clunkers. Uh, he got movies that didn't bang. And when you find him, it's like, ooh, that, that didn't hit. But you can know one thing. His performance was always A+. Plus. Heart can never, be- you never really see. You never can. Re- you may say, you know, I really didn't feel the movie. But Denzel always brought his A game to what he was doing. Heart condition. And, I mean, even still, he might have been. <laughs> no, nah, because I do remember laughing in that movie. I remember laughing at points in that movie. So, yeah. And that was no, a young Denzel too. So no, but the story goes that he fired his agent after that movie. Oh, I can I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. It did seem like this was for somebody else. It did feel that way. But mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when you find those clunkers, yeah. Like, all right, but he still he still brought what he had to the dance. John I mean, Q. I get furious watching John Q. So I mean, John Q was look. John Q was making you mad, but John Q was just an awesome performance. Uh, the Equalizer movies, like he doing the Equalizer. Who would have thought Denzel would be doing an Equalizer three? I didn't even think we was gonna get a, a second one, but we get the third one too. It's the it's the only he really is, Mister. I don't do sequels. I don't do franchises. But the Equalizer has turned into a franchise, and then yeah. you got the TV show, which you find out that Latifah's character is supposed to be his sister, so it's an extended universe in a sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. You told me something new. I yeah. didn't know that. So. Yeah, I mean the Equalizer has a has a universe. Man. Yeah, it's dope. So she, she'll probably pop up in the movie. Boy, I had indeed. to guess if they because I don't know if you know that. Oh, with Equalizer three, from what I heard, it's going to reunite him with Dakota Fanning. She's supposed to be an Equalizer three. Okay, so that's dope. But yeah, Denzel's just like one of them top all time great actors, and he's still going today. Um, I know he's talking about retiring soon, so. Yeah. You gotta enjoy these movies. These last couple of movies that he may do, you know. Still need to watch Macbeth. So. Me too. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's pretty good. So who would have thought? Because people forget Denzel is classically trained. So yeah, a lot of people forget that. Yeah. So if if somebody could do Macbeth, it's damn sure. and I'm pretty sure there's some people out there. The fuck is he doing? Playing Macbeth? <laughs> black. That you was know, be for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is me? But anyway, uh, when you got Denzel, when you got Denzel, but yeah, I mean, I I co-signed everything you said. He is our. I'm, I feel like for even though Jeff, you're a little older than me, but I feel like Denzel for the, my generation, your generation, a little bit. Denzel is what Sidney Poitier was for. The generation before, like he was the he's the black actor. He's the standard when it comes to black actor that is on the level of what's considered the greats and everything. He he, that's what he is. And like you said, the movie might if you if you do happen to find a clumper queen and country where Denzel does a terrible British accent. Um, if you if you find those clunkers. And everything, he's still good in the movie. Yeah, he's definitely I, not phoning it in. I've never seen a bad Denzel performance. Right, and, and you, yeah, the movie might not hit, but at mm-hmm. the same time, 
you know, he he knows the type of movies that he want to do. Yeah. And it goes back to when he was younger, because like I say, we look at the stuff he was doing, it's like, okay. I mean, glory. Glory is always a standout to me, too. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so definitely if you somebody that hasn't seen a lot of Denzel, especially his earlier stuff, like that late 80s going into the early 90s, where he was kind of somewhat finding his lane before he became Denzel Washington. Definitely check some of that stuff out because you get to see, like, okay, you you just waiting. Okay, when is he going to be considered next man up? Because by 1998, he's already been, what, sexiest man of the year? He's, yeah, he's, he's Denzel right. Washington at that yeah. point in 98. He's Denzel now. Yeah. And that's kind of another reason why I kind of did the movies that I did in the way because I wanted to end it on him at superstar Denzel. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but like I say, thanks again, Jeff. Uh, of course, send, turn the floor over to you again. If, uh, anything you want to promote, plug, the floor is yours, sir. Um, I don't want to promote anything, but I, I guess I'll go ahead and promote uh, my show. Uh, last episode, that's what I promote. Anyway, if you want to find my show, type in Jeff versus the world. Find me anywhere. Last episode we did was uh, actually a Miss Marvel episode three. We did that. But the last movie we did was uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, Which 2014. Um, me and she had an awesome time just, you know, really talking about the X-Men and, you know, the good, the bad, the in-between, no matter how you feel. Uh, I don't know how many people feel about this movie, but I know for for me, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I got the X-Men universe, so I didn't really beat the movie down so much because in the spectrum of what the X-Men universe was at the time, I think the movie was fine. Um, so yeah, you could check that out. We talked about that. You, know, you could check out the Miss Marvel episode three. Um we did that this week. Uh, we really enjoying that series. And if you want to make everything easy for you, just go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com. Find all the episodes there. Uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. And definitely check them out. If you haven't, if you, if you like my show and you listen to Jeff on my episodes, like he said, because him and Shahi, like I say, they are my favorite podcasts. They yeah, really are. Appreciate that. And yeah, so definitely give it, it, listen. It's crazy because like your show is the show I always listen to. No matter which show you put out, I always got your show playing. It doesn't matter. And it's just one of those things where even though we do the show together, it's always different when I'm on the show with you because I never listen to the episodes that I'm on with you. But everything outside of that is <laughs> weird. I listen to like, I make sure I listen to it, even if it's like the baseball episodes or the, oh, you know, even the basketball, everything y'all put out, I pretty much listen to on TV yeah. You know, network. Yeah. Yeah. Chris definitely appreciate that. So, yeah. Cause I mean, I look, I, well, he knows this. I just show up for the baseball episodes, even though I, I do have a lot of opinion about stuff. And yeah, you do. And also, also, good opinions too. And before I forget, yes. if you want to follow me, Jeff versus the world on Twitter. So, yeah. Yes, he he has some um, he has some uh, filthy tweets that he like to put out every now and then. Yes, he does sometimes. So, yeah, um, especially now we're on this whole thing about Steve Urkel being Moon Knight, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw the I saw that episode on YouTube. It was like a little clip. I was like, my goodness, I really had like 
Like I used to keep up with Family Madness, but I guess it just came a time where I was like, I don't care about this show no more. And I just didn't. So small things. I'm just like, oh, this is funny. That that show hits real different in hindsight. <laughs> it's like yeah. not in Laura, a good way either. No, because Laura Laura's trash. Pretty much. Laura is trash. Yeah. And, and, and Carl, I'm surprised he didn't. He didn't shoot Steve. <laughs> yeah, he he, he definitely should have shot him. So, but yeah, um, like I say, thank you again. Uh, that is the end of Denzel month. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Decided to do something different for June. Put like I said, I put old school June on hiatus this year, but it's coming back next year. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but I got time to think about it. Uh, July, like I said, is all about the ladies. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to actually kick off July with set it off, actually. So, oh God, yeah. Let me get my tissues out because I'm gonna be that movie is depressing. <laughs> it's so fucking sad. Uh, it is, but um, and it's funny that the the dude that plays Sweetness is, you know, he's the he was the uh, yeah he was the manager. yeah the boss or whatever yeah. So, so yeah, it's funny that he show up in this. Oh, uh, and, and, and it's also in setting off. But yeah, that movie is is rough. But yeah, it's uh, I tried to watch because I was talking to Shahid about should we do it. And I was just like, no, it's depressing. It ain't for us. I don't think we could. We probably could do it, and we may still do it. But right now, I'm just like, Ugh, no, I'm gonna stay away from it. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm I might have some interesting thoughts because I haven't seen set it off in a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like I say, that's how I'm, I'm most likely going to kick off um, July Women's Month, and then like I say, some of the other movies I got coming out and everything. But that is all for this episode. I'll be back next week to do set it off, and until next time, peace.